Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. In our last program, we talked about the challenges of raising our kids in the faith and about innovative ways of leading young people to Christ. This morning on this July 4th weekend, we'd like to highlight a new online program for students in Catholic schools called Alpha Youth. Across the nation, middle schoolers are joining in, those who are curious about God and who want to know Christ better, who aren't sure what they believe. It's customized for our young people and modeled after the Alpha Spiritual Awakening Program for adults. We use the Catholic version, but all are welcomed. Young people from different parts of the Diocese of Pittsburgh are taking part in the Alpha Youth on Wednesday evenings. And this program is led locally by our guest this morning, Mike Scheip, who is the Director of Faith Formation at the parishes of St. Louis de Marillac in Upper St. Clair and St. Joan of Arc in Library. Mike, welcome this morning to Catholic Education Plus. Well, thank you. And happy Fourth of July weekend. And Mike, you and I go way back. I know your wife, Dolores, uh, really well. We did the uh, pre-marriage classes down at St. Mary's uh, at the Point, now part of Divine Mercy Parish, and also at St. Paul Cathedral, and your mother-in-law, Dolly Ebert, uh, from St. Alphonsus in Wexford, now called St. Aidan Parish. Uh, she's still my pen pal. Uh, you have a wonderful family, so it's great to, to welcome you to my show this morning. Well, thank you. So, Mike, first, tell our listeners about your background, uh, where you grew up, your faith experience, uh, your schooling, your career, and how did you get into Catholic faith formation? Okay. Um, I was actually born in Munich, Germany. My father was in the military, uh, came to Pittsburgh, back to Pittsburgh, uh, and uh, went to, uh, grew up in the North Hills, went to uh, Richland High School, which is now Pine Richland High School, um, and graduated from there. Uh, and uh, I you know, was a typical guy, went to uh, CCD, loved CCD. The only sport I was good at was wrestling, so in ninth grade I had to make a decision because wrestling practice and youth group uh, were at the same time at Holy Sepulchre Parish where I was grew up. And uh, so I kind of was going to church, uh, but not really deeply in the faith. And when I went to Pitt, uh, a young gentleman, a friend of mine, who said to me, hey, why don't you come up to the oratory, which is the campus ministry, and uh, I did, and I kind of got hooked into the faith, spending a lot of time making up for all the years that I had learned anything. So, uh, you know, I went to Pitt, uh, studied political science. I got into real estate because my father was into it, so I worked in the real estate industry for almost 30 years. And about, uh, well, I'd say 13 years ago, uh, I was asked to be on the core team for your youth ministry at St. John and Paul. And about a year, two years later, uh, our youth minister left, and I was asked to be co-youth minister. 
and I went to work there for a year. Then I moved three miles down the road to St. Alphonsus. I worked there for eight. And uh, four years ago, I was uh, hired to work at St. Irenaeus uh, by Father George Dalton, where I became the not the youth minister, but as the faith formation director, and spent three years there. And last year, uh, this time, Father Joe Sioli hired me to come to St. Louis to uh, be part of the faith formation team, specifically focusing on uh, middle school. That's, that's great. How I so got you've here. been pretty much all over the diocese, north, north, and south. So that's great. You have a great uh, vested interest uh, in yeah. the diocese and the parishioners. Now, how did the Alpha Youth come uh, to the diocese of Pittsburgh? Um, we were we had been doing uh, some of the middle school and high school that had been doing this program. Uh, you know, uh, the, the national programs were out there, and one of the uh, national programs uh, decided that they wanted to run Alpha Youth. And uh, they had hooked up with the diocese and uh, ju- through the 11 initiative. And Judine uh, and Davina gave me a call and said, hey, do you know anybody and be interested? And I said, well, sure. I have never run a full-blown alpha or been part of a full-blown alpha. But Father George Dalton had sent me to, for training up to Cleveland uh, three years ago. And I went through the training, and we had done a few alphas. So I had like guest hosted a couple nights that he couldn't attend. So I was very familiar with alpha. So I agreed to, you know, uh, be the moderator for the local program, uh, and that's how it came to be. And we spent two weeks trying to get everything together, and so far, so good. That's great. Now, the program runs about 90 minutes online, and can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the Alpha program, the format, and the topics uh, that you've been covering early on? Sure. Um, It's supposed to run about 90 minutes. It's Actually, the first couple have run about 65 minutes. uh, we bring everybody in a few minutes early, have a chance for all the adult leaders to talk to the, to the teens. Then the teens get a chance to see each other, talk to each other. Uh, at 7 o'clock, we jump into the national uh, part of this, and um, we watch some videos. There's a couple of national hosts, and we watch a video, and then very, very short segments, and we come back and we uh, talk, talk in small group about the questions. So it might be, who is Jesus, or why, how, why would you want to be famous? So, you know, and it goes back and forth between the national and the local, and I'm the one sitting there, as I will see, driving the bus on the uh, Zoom calls. And mm-hmm. uh, really my job is to kind of make, it, make sure everything goes smoothly, and the adults are uh, kind of handling the questions. It's a free-form flow, uh, mat, format to the extent that uh, when it's done this way, that we're not eating dinner when we were alive, but they would be getting to get together. Uh, it's a safe place. Everybody has a chance to say what they believe. Even if it's a little bad out and you know off the beaten path, and the idea is to let the Holy Spirit to work on uh, everybody to bring them to to Christ. And so the first week was basically who is Jesus? Who do you think Jesus was? Who is God? Uh, last week was more about Jesus Himself and uh, the, the things that He did. Uh, why was He famous? Uh, this week is we delve more into the life of Jesus and um, you know his his miracles and start moving toward uh, his death and his passion and death and uh, eventually resurrection and then we'll work more work into the topics of the Holy Spirit you know uh, how does that work the idea of church those those types of things we'll move into in, over the course of the next several weeks. 
And as we uh, had on the previous show about the, the adult format, and uh, normally without the pandemic, uh, obviously uh, the Alpha program, people break bread, they have dinner, there's conversation around the table, but obviously because of the social distancing, we can't have that. And so now as everything moves online and you're kind of like the traffic control uh, person, you know, via online, um, <laughs> yes, where are <laughs> Where are the students from, uh, and uh, and what are they interested in when it comes to the Catholic faith, and how are they so, getting to know each other? What have you seen in the early stages? We have, uh, from fifth graders to ninth graders, they are from mm. Aspenwall, uh, from the, you know, they are from Beaver County, they're from uh, the South Hills, they're from the North Hills. Um, we've got two different ca- uh, Catholic high schools represented, several different Catholic elementary schools. Like, they are from all over the area. Uh, the group was kept small on purpose as we were trying to figure out if this could be just for the diocese, a long-term uh, program we'd like to implement. So we're trying to see how this goes. Uh, so we purposely kept it small to, you know, just to give us a feel for it. And so we weren't, you know, I didn't want to go in and make uh, a lot of mistakes with a lot of people and have it fall flat sure. in space. So this is kind of our, our test run, our incubator, as it were. Uh, so, and the kids are literally is getting to know each other through the answers they give, uh, it's a little more difficult through Zoom, sure. so people are a little more reserved, but they're getting people are getting to see their little bit of their home life as you see families around and dogs, cats coming across the screen. So that's been <laughs> that's kind of the reality fun. right now, sure. Yeah. That in my Zoom meetings too, but that's that's the reality, as they say, the new norm. Uh, yeah. so to so speak. What I've but done, it's nice <laughs> that they uh, they're all over the the diocese, but they're you know hopefully they're forming uh, new friendships, yeah. especially you know obviously it's in the early stages. Uh, it's easier to have these kinds of conversations face to face, but you know obviously the kids today are online a lot, and that's pretty natural for them. Um, do you see that working out because they're just so used to being um, you know via social media? Yeah, that's it, that's true. Um, I, it, it is working out. It's a slower process, and, and one of the things we I came up with the idea of to make sure they keep their cameras on because a lot of people will turn their cameras off. Was to uh, this week we're doing a, a contest for the kids to keep the cameras on while we're doing this is to who has the best hat. So we're going to try to uh, we're gonna reward them with a prize. Uh, we'll see who has the most creative hat, and we're going to mm-hmm. do this, try to do this every week so somebody gets a prize every week based on best dessert or maybe best hat or best t-shirt you know we might even do a pajama night i'm not sure yet uh, but i'm trying to come up with ideas to to be to bring people in and keep them interested and, and sure. engaged with what we're doing yeah. and make it fun now spiritual awakening experiences like alpha christ life they focus on our, our relationship with jesus and especially with our youth why why are these programs so important um i think what I've noticed over the years that, I, that I've been doing ministry, uh, especially full-time, is that we we teach people a lot about Jesus, but we, we're having a hard time introducing them to a person. And I felt that, uh, I've always felt that that you needed to know somebody, to meet somebody first, to like them. Uh, I think that that's the thing, we, we, the one ingredient we haven't been stirring into the mix is this introduction to this person and getting to know this person. Because like, I could tell you all about somebody, it just becomes very factual. But if I introduce you to somebody and you develop a relationship, you're going to want to know everything about them and really engage uh, in that relationship. And I think these these programs are geared toward that, to introducing you to a person so you can develop a relationship, which then will drive you to want to know everybody or to know everything about them. 
Now, uh, obviously, you just started this program uh, just a couple weeks, right? So this is yes. this is a new thing that's launched. And uh, are you pleased so far with uh, the, the few sessions that you've had? Obviously, and I know it's still early in the ball game, but um, so far, so good. Uh, yes, we had one technical glitch week one, but I was just learning how to drive the bus as I like to call it. <laughs> get the engine warm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get the engine warm. And so mm-hmm. I, I had a different, uh, just a, a few minutes uh, technical blip the first week. Last week went very smooth. Um, you know, and the team members that I have are from all over the diocese too, and we've been talking about how we can improve this as we move forward. So we've had meetings to say, okay, this is what we've done so far. How can we we're make it better, forward, right? you know, going forward? So we're yeah. trying to work as a team uh, to make yep. this the best experience we can for all the teams. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, the pastor of St. Mary Magdalene Parish, serving the communities of Point Breeze, the East End, and Wilkinsburg section of the city of Pittsburgh, and also the newly appointed pastor of St. Benedict the Moor in the Hill District. And this morning on this uh, July 4th weekend, my guest is Mike Scheip, and we are talking about the Alpha program for youths. Uh, it's a nice uh, new program that the Diocese of Pittsburgh has launched to get our youth and our young adults engaged in their Catholic faith. And, Mike, uh, as we are talking um, now, as we go into the second segment, obviously uh, going online instead of meeting face-to-face is not the same, but uh, because of the pandemic, obviously we have to kind of work with what we have. What are some of the challenges that you've encountered in helping to form young people in the faith? Because obviously... It's a challenge. There's so many distractions, and I know you have um, children of your own. I have seven nephews, and believe me, it's tough. It's tough to get our youth uh, engaged in their faith. Some of the challenges, uh, wow, there's so many. But I think the biggest is the culture, um, Mm. really uh, almost uh, contradicting what the Church has been trying to teach uh, is is our biggest challenge. And uh, I think social relationships, social uh, pressure, uh, amongst uh, teens is, is big. You know, why would you go to church? You know, what's yeah. the big deal? Um, some of the other challenges might be a family, that you may have a mm-hmm. child who wants to attend church, uh, who wants to attend youth group, but parents just aren't interested, and they have to look for alternatives. We've had, you know, over the years, had several, uh, you know, young adults, young teens um, come with friends because parents won't bring them. So that's, that's yeah. some of the challenges that we face. That's where we're at. Now, you're a big supporter of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd for your younger children. Uh, tell our listeners how that model works and why it's so effective. I know uh, that's a new model in the Diocese of Pittsburgh. There are some parishes that have had that over the years, but it, it's a wonderful program. And why has it been so effective for the little youngsters? Uh, yeah, having had uh, all four of my boys at one point or another in Catechesis <laughs> of the Good Shepherd, it is designed to build relationship. It is story-based, gospel-based, uh, and it's designed uh, under, on, on a Morris Montessori uh, model to let children do self-expression, to let them hear uh, and receive the message, and let the Holy Spirit talk to them uh, by either activities or drawings or writings that they may do. Uh, and if you ask my, my one son, he'll tell you he loved that. Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. It was the best thing he was ever in. Uh, so, you know, those who go through it and really dive in and the families that support 
really love the program because it really does build a relationship with Jesus, and it does strengthen their understanding of the Mass and, and understanding of the Church. And if people aren't familiar with uh, the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, uh, it's more of like a hands-on thing, kind of like a Montessori school type of method. Um, there's figurines, there's pictures. It's more tangible things that they hold and, and touch and, and learn versus just reading out of a book. Would that be a good analogy? Yes, and the, the term that every, that's used most is, what work are you going to do? Because we were mm. built to work. God built us to work, and it could be as simple as drawing a picture, and it could be as simple as, it could be as hard as building a house, but we were built to work, but this work is designed to, to let God speak to us as we do our work. And I'm Personally, I'm more of a hands-on guy. Uh, being a communication major at Clarion and uh, working in radio, TV, photography, news writing, um, I, I was a more hands-on guy in college. And then, obviously, uh, going into the seminary and being more analytical with philosophy and theology, uh, it was quite different approach than when I did my undergrad work. So I can appreciate yeah. the tangible <laughs> things, and I'm more of a visual picture guy and hands-on guy versus the yeah. the intellect book stuff. So uh, Now, parents have always uh, been seen by the Church as the primary teachers of the faith, but how can parishes help prepare them for, for a more important role? Because obviously it starts at home. Uh, the, the, teacher, the parents are the primary teachers, but obviously the priests and the principals, the, the catechists. Um, how, do, how can parishes prepare our kids for that? I... I... It's my opinion, and, and having worked for Father uh, Joe Sioli uh, this last year, the idea is formation. What can we do to help form them uh, in the faith? You know, have to get an understanding of what the faith is, what it means to be a disciple. If we can create disciples, you know, uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit, then right. we will have parents who are willing to teach their children. And teaching doesn't mean necessarily sitting down with a book. It could mean uh, praying in the car. It could mean pointing out, having discussions. If you would ask my four boys, my, they would tell you my wife was constantly teaching the faith, either through <laughs> simple examples or questions as they were going around. They said half of our catechesis was going, for, going to different places in the car. So there's many, there's many sure. options, but I think formation, helping to form the parents so they, they better understand the faith, they have this relationship, then the, the natural progression would be that they would uh, then you know, do the teaching and helping to form their own children. No, Bishop Zubik says we should never stop learning the faith and growing in our relationship with, with Jesus. And, I mean, I, I'm almost 50 years old. I've been ordained 19 years. I'm still learning uh, the faith. We never learn everything. What are some good ways to be open to, to learning new, new things? I think ask, one of the things I really believe is asking God to, you know, to send a spirit to open our hearts so he can mm. uh, give us many ways. He'll, he'll, the Holy Spirit will influence you to maybe read, if that's your, your method, like you just said. Uh, some people are more analytical, they'll read. Some people can, uh, you know, relate to more hands-on things. So you might see adults who just jump in and go with a youth group on a mission trip, and they'll yeah. build things, and that they can build relationships while they're building things and repairing things. Some people, it's just serving the poor, uh, maybe at the Red Door or some other social agency or some agency within the church or ministry within the church. Um, and I think we all those times, all those gatherings, have the opportunity for those who are either leading or those who are actually just functioning uh, as other volunteers to be able to help form and teach people. It's, it's ministry 
uh, has many opportunities, and I think you know we can teach people, inform people, as we're actually doing with the work that uh, we're called to do. And be open to learning new things. And as they yes. say, uh, even even as adults uh, in our careers, uh, you have to keep going for uh, certification renewals and continuing education, teachers, doctors, lawyers, priests. Uh, it's just an ongoing thing because society obviously changes and uh, you have to you have to keep up with the times, so to speak, but be open yeah. to new new ways. And and that's the same thing with our faith. Uh, you go through Catholic school or religious ed, and and we always hear that you know, oh, I'm done with CCD or I'm done with eighth grade. I, I don't need to go back to school or go back to church anymore. But that's I mean that's that's just the beginning, and we're always you know we need to be open to that. Now, one final question because we're in the last uh, minute of our segment here. You're now three weeks into the Alpha Youth Program, and it runs until August 12th. Um, can kids still sign up? And if so, how can they do that? And how can they reach out if uh, parents or children uh, want to get involved with the Alpha program? Sure, they can still sign up and actually have the ability to uh, forward the information that we've already gone through to them by email. If they do sign up, mm-hmm. so they can catch up if they wish, or they can just dive right in. Um, there are two ways to sign up. The first one would be to go to the diocesan website, diopit.org. You would go to the Offices tab, and then once you hit the Offices tab, you go to uh, Faith Formation, and then you'll go to Faith at Home. And then uh, there's a link there that you can sign up, or they can call uh, me uh, on my office phone here at St. Joan of Arc, and that would be 412-835-1155, and I can take that information directly. That's great. And uh, you still have, uh, you know, the whole month of July and then mid-August. Uh, so yes. it's still still not too late uh, for people just to jump in and see what it's all about. And I think we've learned a lot about uh, the Alpha Youth Program. And, and it's really good, especially as uh, we're now in, as they call the dog days of summer, uh, right in the middle of the year. Um, you know, people and uh, parents are always uh, looking for new ways for their children to keep engaged and keep learning and um and obviously, we can't do summer camps and things like that, but obviously, we have this virtual. So, Mike Scheip uh, from St. Joan of Arc and St. Louis de Marillac, uh, thank you very much for being with us this morning. Thank you, Father. I appreciate it. And we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. This week in our Plus segment, I want to focus on especially the 4th of July holiday weekend. It is Independence Day weekend, and uh, obviously with a lot going on in our country with the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, the civil unrest and the social justice issues that uh, we are facing in America and around the world, uh, this is a really good weekend to just stop, to look, and to listen, and really be thankful for the gift of faith and gift of freedom and get the families in our country. And obviously, uh, it's time to just take a breath and take a step back and thank God for the gift of freedom in our country as we celebrate Independence Day this weekend. And we also celebrate the 14th Sunday of Ordinary Time in our in our church. And this weekend from the Gospel of Matthew, uh, Jesus speaks of the intimate knowledge of the Father and Son. He gives a nice prayer, and he talks about uh, bringing our burdens to him, and he will give us rest. We all have yokes, uh, all crosses that we carry, whether if it's a health issue, a faith issue, finance issue, uh, the fears of going on. Let our hearts be troubled, but let's not have fear, but have faith and appreciate what we have. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.